Welcome everyone to Nanano's Indie Cafe, the show where we discuss and promote various indie games and indie projects. If you have your own indie game or indie project, pop pop down into the show sometime, talk about, discuss about, drop the link. We're all about promoting, helping indies get more exposure. And we typically do this Wednesday through Friday at 2 p.m. Arizona time at twitch.tv slash here. But today we are doing the podcast segment and I think we're on episode 7 and today I have the uh, one of the developers of Luna the Shadow Desk. Welcome. Hello. Hello everyone. So, so would you like to tell us who you are, what what you do? Uh, yes, my name is Beidi. I'm the art director from London Studio, also one of the creator of our game Luna the Shadow Dust. Thank you for having me on your show. Cool. So, did you play a lot of point-and-click adventures games as a kid? Uh, yes, I do love uh, this particular genre, point-and-clicks. Also, I'm a big fan of any puzzle game. I guess that's one of the reasons we picked this particular genre for Luna the Shadow Test to start with. So, what, what was one of your first uh, point-click adventure games that you can remember playing as a kid? Um, I think it could um, date all the way back to the 90s. I played the first, I think my first ever video game experience was this game called The Neverhood. It was a um, clay stop motion animation Ooh. puzzle game. And uh, it was it was fantastic. I instantly drawn towards it and I played it over and over uh, when I was a kid. Um, it is pretty hard. They have very pretty hard puzzle back then. And you don't have internet at the time, so it's very hard to search for any clue if you got stuck. Uh, oh yeah, so... some of those like older point clicks, especially the Sierra ones, are like difficult. If you're not like careful, the game can be like unbeatable. Yes, definitely. So I I remember I spent a long time. Um, figuring one of the solution of a puzzle. Yeah, uh, I, it took me three months to finish that. <laughs> yeah, this was back in the day where you actually had to read the instruction manual and stuff like that. Yes, but it was fun. It was yeah. fun. But I also glad now we have internet, so people don't get to stuck on one game for that long. Yeah, uh, my first uh point click adventure experiences were the humongous entertainment games. So games like. Pajama Sam, Freddy the Fish, Spy Fox, stuff like that. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those ones. Uh, I heard quite a few of them, but I haven't played. Um, yeah, but carry on. Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, yeah they, I heard they are definitely they, good games. They were uh, point-and-click adventures uh, designed for kids. I also played uh, the Rugrats adventure games. But but so what's... Uh, what do you think makes a good point click game um i think that um it is very important that the narrative kept the audience um engaged throughout the whole time so um there are point and click game has a lot of dialogue so they have to be very well written for instance uh, luna the shadow dust we choose to make this game in a slightly different way that uh, one of the main features is we don't have any dialogue or any text. 
one of the reasons behind it is、um, writing. I guess it's not our strengths, so we tend to do whatever we do the best、uh, in our game. There will be music and art.、Uh, we we believe that's a universal language that everyone can understand without so, any language barrier. So 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 your tongue is showing more through action, more through visual, more through the atmosphere and the experience of the game versus the dialogue. Uh yes yes that's the we we choose that way. Uh it is very challenging as well because you have to risk the um the consequence that people might not fully understand your game, uh without any text ex- explanation. So we spend a lot of time. Um, working on making sure that the animation, the music works together to deliver the story properly. Yeah, because some people don't play like point-click adventures as much as that they like. You see, so that gets to another question. I have. Do you feel like the point-click adventure genre is kind of dying or coming back? Compared to where it was back in like the eighties and the nineties, like how do you think the point click adventure atmosphere has like changed? Um, I think the the main question I actually want to ask to those people who saying uh that the genre is dying is actually how do we exactly define what is point and click game now? For me, I never really thought that uh. That I want to design a point-and-click game. I just want to design a, a good game instead. So、um, it doesn't really matter that for for me to think whether it's gonna fit into this catalog perfectly. And and loads of games say narrative game can have narrative puzzle.、Uh, puzzle game can also have、um, like.、Uh, Not just focusing on puzzle; it can have other、uh, perspective in this game. So, I think nowadays there are so many different kind of game. We are we no longer have need to restrict ourselves into this particular catalog anymore. So, I will actually argue that when press or any、um, developer when we talk about how is the this particular genre development. We can actually just focusing on what unique that individual game is brought to us.、Um, that will makes more makes more sense, I I guess. So we we should not restrict ourselves. Yeah, I think it's important to have that like freedom because I know a lot of people like to argue: is this a game or or this isn't a game? And I feel like when we get too caught up in. And that we lose track on making like good g- good art. I I guess. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. That being said, people do argue that maybe point click aren't like games because the more like story focus. There's more like story versus gameplay. So, what's your take on that? Um, I think in order to qualify as a game, the basic fundamental thing is you still need to have some certain of interaction between player and、uh, the game itself, the the plot. So, 
as long as you have this bit built into the game, it still can be qualified as a game because you make the choice and your choice gives you different consequences. Then it leads the story to a different route. So that's still very different from any media that only narrative driven, like film or TV series. That you there's no way you can interact. You can change where it's heading towards to, but game actually give the player the freedom to be part of it, to to experience the whole story、um, individually in its own way. Like some people play our game, they finish the whole game very fast, so they the the story driven them to play the whole game towards the end. And some of the player they they don't really bothered about the ending. They don't have, they don't want to rush towards the ending, so they can take their time. You know, experience each level, look at the paintings and the, the artwork, listen to the music in the game. So the experience of playing our game、um, works differently from individual to individual, and I think that's something unique about game. Uh, uh, this media. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's very interesting that we each perceive games and have a different experience. Because I know sometimes the developers have a certain vision and they want people to play a game a certain way, and then players play a different way. But but I I think that shows how good a game can be when people are able to go a different direction with that game versus what you originally. Plan the game to be. Yes,、uh, I absolutely right. I think as long as、um, the people enjoy it, and instead of giving them a set answer saying, "Oh, all your explanation and interpretation is wrong,"、uh, this is the set answer. I I don't think that's the point from our point of view at all. That just kills the fun. That's not the、uh, the point for us to making the game at the first place. We like to give the freedom. To player to explain the lore of the story、um, as differently as they want,、uh, because if you want to look for the answer, there will always be like we have design document of how we set up the whole world. You can always get hands of those document, but that's just not the point of playing a game, isn't it? So everyone、uh, like to take the game、um, with their own experience, like. The the little creature in our game. Some people think it's a dog. Some people think it's cat. We don't have a set answer for it, and we we love to see people giving different nickname towards them. That that's really fun. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> when did you know you wanted to get get into game development? Was it something you knew when you were a kid, or did you discover that passion later? Oh, we actually never like set ourselves a target. Say, oh, we want to become a game developer in the future. Uh, we just as a team, all of us, we like to play game on our side. And、uh, my uh professional job is I work as a freelance illustrator and animator. Our programmer and our project manager, they they do work in the game industry. They are programmers. Um, so game is our passion. Um, Luna is just one of the very unique、um, opportunity 
that happens to you know um, give us this opportunity to make something uh, by ourselves. Even when you worked in the industry, most of the time you you are part of a, a bigger project, so you don't really like have your own say sometimes in in a project like this. But Luna gave us this rare opportunity to make something completely unique to towards us. So I guess it wasn't planned, but it's a happy coincidence. So you said you 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 a um illustrator. Did you go to any formal education, or did did you learn on your own? Uh, I studied animation back into the back in the university, and I always learn loved uh drawing since I was a kid. So um yeah, so that's my uh professional background, and I I do play a lot of games. So I kind of learned. Um, some basic concept of how to design the level, how to, uh, like build up a a game by just playing other games. Cool. So, uh, so, uh, is this the first game, uh, you you guys' studio has made, or did you guys make other games before? Uh, this is the first game. So, why did did you guys decide to go um with a point click as your first game? Uh, one of the reasons is um, this is something that we are all familiar with, and we are confident that we can put it off. So, because none of us know how to make uh how to use say three D software, so it's gonna be really um challenging way too challenging for us to tackle say um like uh any other any other genre that require a lot of 3d assets like open world those kind of game which is will be just just too difficult for us so point and click is a very good it's quite simple the structure is quite simple technique wise it's not too challenging we had uh, a lot of reference. We played loads of this type, similar type of game before, so we can all learn from from the game that already exists. So yeah, I I guess that's that's the reason we want to start with something um, something simple. And uh, what game engine uh do you guys use? We use Unity. Uh, do do you know why they uh why you, you like programmers and stuff chose Unity? First of all, Unity is free, so it's very accessible to everyone who want to start from their um for for their own product uh for their own project. Also, unit uh, within Unity you have the assets library. So if you um don't know how to make some assets, how to don't know how to do certain uh coding, there are always something ready made that we that you can you can learn from that you can download it or you can buy so it's a very friendly software to start with cool and uh what was some of the major like inspirations for your game game were there certain other point clicks other like shows life experiences uh we had a lot of different um inspiration from uh, say game wise, like uh, there's a game studio called Amanita. They produced a lot of quite classic uh, point and click game, like from Machinery 
they have San Samora series one two three. Uh, I played a lot of their games, so definitely the uh, the games from their studio inspired us to make similar game like this. Also, style uh, art style wise, I am a big、uh, Studio Ghibli film fan. I watched a lot of their film since、uh, I was a kid. I mean, who isn't? Though I'll be honest, I've only actually completed two Ghibli films, I think. So I, I feel ashamed of myself. So, so, so I've seen Spirited Away and Ponyo, and I've seen like half of like Howl's Moving Castle. So oh well, in in this way, you have a lot of more film to to explore, which is a good thing because I watched all of them, and now I kind of. You know, every year I have to wait for what what's coming from their studio next. It's a long way. Well, the 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 there are other uh like anime films outside of Ghibli. Uh, like the most recent one I saw was Weathering with You. It, it's made by the, the, the same uh person who made Your Name.、Uh, yes. Yes, I I like his film as well,、yeah. and、uh, his style is is quite different from a、uh, Studio Ghibli film. But I absolutely love the color he used in his film. It is just、uh, amazing. Yeah, and the rain,、mm, good stuff. Yeah, it is. So, so、uh, talk more about your team. How big is your team? How many people roughly are in the development team? Ah,、uh, we're a very small team. We have. Four people on the team. I am the art director.、Uh, Fox is the project manager. We have one programmer, Wang Guan, and we have one music composer, Susie. So、um, yeah, that that just four of us. <laughs> we are we are pretty small. That's why it took us four years to complete this game. <laughs> hey, games take a while. So uh, um, since you you have a team of four, do you think you guys are able? To manage your team well, like how do you go about managing your your team well and like communicating with each other? Because working with people can be difficult. You know, it can be difficult to communicate with people. So, how? Yeah, it. So it it is quite uh quite difficult, especially we are all uh we are all from China, but we all scattered around the world at the moment. I am、uh, based in London. Our music composer Susie, she's in Toronto. Fox and Wang Guan, they were in Shanghai. So we kind of cover three different time zones. The communication between us is so difficult. We we just have to find a good time when I, everyone's awake. I hate meeting. I, I, I hate different. I, I hate time zones so much. I know it's it's very challenging, but this is the only way we can.、Yeah. We can have meetings, so we just have to embrace the difficulty.、Um, the good side of that is、um, we can all went to attend different gamescom or like game exhibition. That is an ad- ad- advantage. Yes, Since yes. you guys are in different areas, you can each、uh, attend the local events there. Yeah, so that was、um, a silver lining out of this situation. So before you guys start the actual like development of your game, uh, did did you guys plan it out? Did you make documents? How much 
how much like planning did you guys do b before you went into like full on development? Uh, we spent almost a year trying to develop a, a playable demo. Well, one of the reasons is we need to um, get some Kickstart fundings. I, I saw you were uh, checking some of the Kickstarter project early on. And mm -hmm. uh, so um, we, we heard that platform was quite good for getting your funding for indie games. So back in 2016, we did a Kickstarter campaign to raise some uh, funding for our game. But before that, you need to show um, the player that your game is actually playable. You need to present them a demo. You can't just uh, persuade people to give money to you with um, just some concept art and a text. Uh, it probably not sincere enough. So that's why we think, okay, we need to uh, make a demo. That demo only took us almost a year to, to develop. Um, but because of that process, we we understand what kind of game we want to make in the end, and we decide loads of things like the style, uh, the gameplay. Um, yeah, so I think, and then after that, after we had the Kickstarter funding, we originally thought the whole game is going to take a year to finish, but we were so wrong. <laughs> so a year into the development, we only complete probably one third and we have to decide whether we want to continue because that's going to take another at least two years. So there are lots of uh, hard decisions we have to make um, in, in, the, in the progress. So the money runs out pretty fast, uh, almost uh -huh. towards the end of the first year. The funding's almost almost finished. So in the end, we decide that, okay, we, we want to finish this game. Probably this is going to be, you know, once a lifetime opportunity for, uh, for all of us to do something like this. Um, so we all chipped in our savings. So Ooh. we, <laughs> yeah, towards the end. So we are very close from like sleeping on the street. But, uh, but luckily, um, it's a close call and uh, we, we managed it. We finished the game within the time that all the money has spent so we're very lucky uh, that m m must be st stressful i got to entertain the idea if i like make a game maybe using my savings but it, it would have to like be a project i'm like passionate about you know like yeah yeah you you have to be really passionate about this thing so you can you feel like you can almost risk um a lot of things and we're quite lucky as well because we uh we the Kickstarter funding, although it runs out pretty much earlier, but it is very crucial for us to start off this project. Otherwise, it, it won't even have the chance uh, to, to get kickstarted. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty lucky. Also, I guess we are, all of us, we are in our mid-30s, so we're, we're not too young. Well, we're not too old, but we are not that young. So all of us has been worked for couple of years so we, we had some savings okay it just that we we didn't know that uh we, we're gonna spend all our <laughs> saving on this project <laughs> uh, well well I, I i hope it was worth it it's definitely worth it so, so to talk a bit, bit, bit about like the, the, the design do you guys have like a the design process you guys go through 
yes, mainly I I in charge of all the design, like the uh, the concept art, uh, the character design.、Mm. But whenever I finish everything, I will show them to the team to get the team's approval, because we need to we have to work together. So I have to make sure that this is everyone's、uh, got everyone thumbs up. Otherwise, you don't want your a developer to working on a character that he hates, you know.、Mm. So、um, yes,、yeah, so I I in charge of design everything. We talk about. How things should look like. Our teammate, he, they give me ideas, but I will be in charge of,、uh, like, turning them into visual. And、um, did you have to redo a lot, 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 lot of like drawings and、uh, art and st- stuff? And how often did you have to do, like redo stuff? Yes,、uh, this is、uh, inventable. It's like、uh, a process we we have to go through almost. One third of the game,、uh, um, ethics and the code we we didn't use in the end. So the original, the total, um, document of this game, um, the quantity is way more, lot more than what player can see in the game, because we we tried a lot of different、uh, design. If it doesn't work, so you can't just. Um, think that oh, I spent ten hours making this, so I have to put into the game. So you you just have to get be ready, uh, to you know give up things if it doesn't work. So um, can't be too sentimental towards anything、yeah, you make. But, but, but,、uh, otherwise, you you can't get the best version out of them. Yeah, but kind of hard when you're like passionate about a project. You you have a lot these ideas you want to put in, and then you have to like. Scrap them. It, it can. It, it must be hard.、Uh, it 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 is hard、uh, in the beginning, but then you get used to it because <laughs> there are so many ideas um didn't get to use, and、uh, we we quite familiar with game industry. We know that any creativity work um the final product are only the glimpse of. Those preparation, yeah. So, uh, it is something we we prepared for. So, uh, it 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 doesn't, uh, it doesn't. We don't feel too sad about it. And also, whatever hasn't gone into the game itself, we still can put them into our like art book and stuff. We have an art book, digital art book available on the Steam. Ooh. So, if someone would like to see, is there anything? We check the way so they can download our art book and、uh, find out. Sorry, I, 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 I was looking for the art book. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I got distracted. I was about to buy. It. Hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll do that later. But, but I, I feel like it's mainly a problem for for, for younger people, like newer indies who are new to making games. That they have like all these ideas, they just want to toss in the game, and they have like a hard time scrapping stuff because they're not like used to that. And especially if they're working alone, they don't have people to tell them no, you can't put that in. Uh yes, this this could be the、um, one of the um the common the common thoughts, but、uh, I I would say it comes to experience because we we are like I I can't speak for them. My I personally I had experience like 
you worked on a project like ten people working on a very big project for three months, then in the end your client just decide cancel the entire project. So how are you gonna feel about that? Your three months work just gone to nothing. So this kind of thing happens a lot in the、uh, creative industry.、Um, so if you get upset about every time this kind of thing happen,、uh, you will not have a stronger enough mindset to to embrace more difficult situation, because there are a lot of project even bigger than. Then our project, say people working on a game, thousand man team working on them, spend millions of money for ten years. But in the end, it could not, like it can be dismissed. So,、um, but however,、um, even the thing happened that、uh, the final product didn't get released or anything. Whatever you have learned that you have created. They are still your own experience that no one can take it away from you, and it, it's it's valuable. Yeah,、uh, that that's a good like lesson to to take away because I feel like everything we do in life, everything we create, is an experience, and it it helps build that skill set and get a wider range of like knowledge and perspective. And with that knowledge perspective, you can do better on your next project. Yes, that definitely. And、uh, think about that. Okay, we are gonna die in the end. So, <laughs> so if you if we think like that, so what's the point of you know having this wonderful life of doing anything at all? So yeah, and、uh, whatever we have done,、um, all the experience is is very important. That、um, all the failures. Uh, leads towards one tiny winning success in the in the future. So, but without all of these thousand failure, you you're not gonna reach there. Yeah. So I I I I、yeah. I um I don't know who posted it, but it might be a streamer or someone. I remember someone tweeting that failure isn't the um opposite of success. It's the pathway to success or something like、yes. that. Yeah, that that that's very well said. Yes, sure, sure, never give up. Yeah. So what? So I I know you do more of like the the um art directors. So I don't know like how much you can say in this topic, but uh, how long did it take for you guys to design main mechanics and like figure out what your core mechanics were going to be? Actually,、um, although my my role, if people ask me what's your role, I will say I'm the art director. But actually, four of we work on almost everything together. Like we design all the puzzle together,、uh, the story. We, we we write them together. Probably one of us will be in charge of organizing everything.、Um, but we that's that's why we have a lot of meetings. We kind of come up with all those mechanism. Um. Uh. At the same time, we have a folder. Just everyone, if you have any idea, you can just put a put an idea in the folder. Then during the meeting, we will all sit down and review all of them, and see which mechanism fits which theme. Say, for example, I don't know how much you have played our game, but you probably noticed that some of the puzzle they are visual, visual based. They are、yeah. more visually strong. 
And mm-hmm. some of the puzzle are has a lot of logical thinking involved behind. You yeah. have to interact with the, things a lot. Those ones are hard because yeah. I have to use my yeah, those, br- those my brain. Sli- it's slightly complicated. So yeah, so um, you, you can tell that these puzzles that they are quite different from each other. So it, it's because that it's not designed by one people. Uh, has one consistent style. It's because all of us we. We we chipped in and uh, we work things out together. So to t- talk about uh your, your contribution when it comes to v- v- visuals, are those all like hand drawn or digital? Uh, they are all hand drawn in digital software. Okay. So I will because I try to create a hand drawn feel towards it. Um. But if you draw everything on paper, then scan it, and they will take me probably ten years to finish this game. Yeah. So I uh, create some brushes in Photoshop. So when you paint, you draw, you you have this kind of pencil sketch line, and you have this watercolor um, texture to it. Um, I then I use um, the color theme, which is has a more of a hand draw feel towards mm-hmm. it. Um, then when it comes to animation, they are all hand animated. So each animation is frame by frame hand drawn in Photoshop. Uh, so that 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 does takes a lot of time. Because when I first played the, the the game, it really felt like you just hand drawn on a paper. So it's pretty cool to find out. Yes, it's hand drawn, but hand drawn on like a di- digital surface. And it's cool. You can still get that authentic hand-drawn effect using digital tools. Yes. Now nowadays the digital tools are so good that it can almost create any kinds of hand-drawn impression you you want them to to make. Um, yeah. So I I guess that um, uh, we we really want to make sure that this game when people play it you have like a picture book feeling rather than everything is very shiny or too clean so we we intentionally making um the graphic what you call that like have loads of dirt or textured on it Mm -hmm. so you can actually see those strokes uh on the character so yeah yeah, because I know there can be kind of a, neg- a negative stigma against like digital P- people don't consider digital draw drawing and stuff. Um, I don't think any tools. Um, what do you call? I I think this is more or less uh, a style preference. Um, like there are some people who they can create. I don't know. Have you watched the uh? The Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man animation, the parallel universe. That oh, that one's so good. Yeah, so that one, it's mostly 3D generated, but they use the software and those um, rendering techniques so well, so you almost feel like it's comic but comes to life. Yeah, I, I, so, I, I, so, yeah, so. Yeah, another movie example. I don't know if you've seen this movie, and if you haven't, you should go see it. It's Claws. Claws. Okay, I, I would it, it's that like t- 
2D kind of cell shading, but 3D looking uh, film. It, it, it's on Netflix, so. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll it, definitely it, check it, it out. It's very like uh, stylized, and I think it was done by like an independent company, if I'm not mistaken. So. But. Okay, yeah, I, I will definitely check it out. Yeah, so the tech, uh, the the software or the technique, it's not really the the issue. The issue is um, the people, the 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 artist, what kind of effect they really want to achieve. They can achieve them by either three D or two D painting or even hand drawn. But as long as the result, they they spend enough time into. Um, studying how to achieve those effects, I think the outcome is equally great. Cool. To, to talk, to drift from just like illustrating and drawing to like animation, what's it like to actually like animate for a game and particularly a game like that? Like, what's the process of like making an animation? Um. So, first of all, we need to. Um, have a document to to record that how many set of animation uh, we might need so uh, like the character he will have basically you will have like walking cycle he needs to walk around and then you have the set of animation for interaction he interact with any kinds of objects from like a drawer or step on a stone pushing a box so we need to have all those list out as detailed as possible once we have the order list, then it will be my job to design individual animation. I will do sketch for those animation. I will I will test it, see uh, only in like rough lines whether uh, just just to see whether the animation is working or not. Once I'm happy with each animation, then I will start to clean up those lines. I will draw them in fine lines. Then. The next step will be I have to color them. Uh, it depends on how detailed I want this particular uh, animation to be. So the color can have simple, simple as one layer or as complicated as like a couple of five, five, six layers within one set of animation. So, but the, the progress are quite similar towards each other. Once you've done one, you know how to do for the, for the rest of them. It just... Uh, but also sometimes you realize the animation doesn't work once you finish them, and that's really annoying. <laughs> but uh, if, if it doesn't work um, as an animator, there's only one way. You just have to redo it. Uh, I've been trained for that, so our, my mind is prepared for hideous work like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and how long does it uh, take for like a, a single like animation cycle because I know like animating can take a while yes a animation animating takes a very long time so I can give example so for the walking cycle animation it has in total eight frames to work as a loop so four frame for right right leg and uh, another four frame for the other leg to go forward. So one step, basically. Then you loop it. It becomes the uh, working animation. So um, from design to coloring, lining, then cleanup line, the whole progress probably going to take one or two days for eight frames. Two 
and that's for eight frames. That's for eight frames, and um, uh, without any mistake. So if you make、oh. a mistake or you or, or you realize it doesn't work, you just have to、uh, redo it. So another two days work. That's why it takes that long. <laughs> Man, people don't give animators enough credit. <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you for you know saying that.、Yeah. Um, actually, I watched some of um you know Studio Ghibli documentary about how they create animation. Uh, compared with them, my work it just it just nothing. Their studio will spend once spend almost four months on a two second clip. Yeah. Because I know, so, like the. So when I think about that, I just feel like, oh, my work is is nothing to compare with them. I should not complain. I just you know、yeah. shut up and go go to work. And from what we hear, the like animation like industry like in Japan can be like tough to work in. Yes, animator. This job is not a easy job. It is a it is a tough job. I don't know why I chose this job. I I guess I must have loved it. Otherwise, I would not give myself a hard time like this. So to to, to go back to the gameplay, what what I really like about your game are the puzzles. Like the puzzles feel like a well-oiled machine. Like once you understand how the mechanics and how the different pieces work with each other, it's like a well like. Oiled machine, and I feel like once I understand the different pieces, I can like solve that like、uh, puzzle. So, how did you go by designing these like well-oiled machines? I guess. Um, I think overall we we have to play a lot of other different puzzle game to understand to. To ask ourselves which puzzle do do we like? Do we think is a good puzzle? Uh, which one are the boring one? And、um, yeah, so we we kind of have to understand the kind of puzzle that we want to create in in Luna, because the difficulty it's not everything. Um, it the the difficulty is important. The complexity. It、is important, but we don't want to, you know, just stuck people there for no reason. You can just give them a math equation to solve. If if, but that's not fun. That's not a good puzzle. So,、um, so we would like to、um, design a kind of puzzle that force, not not force, but encourage people to look more inside the game. Um, say for example, we have a lot of hint which is already drawn on the wall in the background,、uh, mixed in the environment. So as long as people look hard enough, they will find the hint is right right in front of them. So the puzzle、um, should have a, like a difficulty curve, like it should start from relatively easy, then to、uh, mid mid middle difficulty, then to very challenge. So,、um, because we we know there are a lot of like hardcore puzzle lover, they they are looking forward to play Luna as well. So we definitely want to、uh, not let them down within our game. So we we kept those difficult ones、um, in in the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, that can be 
difficult. I feel like it can be difficult to balance and point click because so there's people who have never played a point click who might be intimidated by solving puzzles, and then there's the people who have never played. Uh, people who have played point click who are like really good at puzzles, so you got like balance so both groups of people can be happy and you also have to consider how many puzzles to put in the game you don't want to put too many and it get repetitive but you want also make sure you have enough for the game too yes exactly and this is something we try to balance but towards the end we realize that you can never please everyone because if you're trying to, pl- because these are two completely different groups that people who never played puzzle game and yeah. people who expert in puzzle game. You can, you just simply cannot have a game fulfill this entire uh, audience at the same time. So we have to uh, make a balance. Like, okay, when it's too easy, how easy? is our puzzle uh, can be, you know, um, and when it's too difficult, are they insanely difficult that no no other normal people can solve them? So, um, and we are prepared to receive uh, criticism from, from player that you are bound to have people to say, oh, it's way too easy because they had experience of puzzle game uh, many, many uh, more. So probably did, this game overall it's not challenging enough for them then you will also have the player say for example like my, my parents generation they never even played the game before so yeah. in order to just understand how to use a mouse and uh, play a game it is already very challenging for them so but if you want to uh, welcome player like them because they look at the graphic of Luna, they would like to try. They they will they will download it. They will say, "Oh, this looks interesting. Music is nice. I want to give it a try." So you have to also think about how how can you make your game friendly. So um, the way we uh, approach these two uh, pro problem is that we we kept the hard one in the end. So we still have few of them, and we hope they are challenging enough. For, for the hardcore player. And for the casual player, we have, um, what do you call that? It's more like an in-game tutorial. Like each level, we kind of teaches you a little bit how, how do you interact this world. Then once you learn the skill, they, they will remember to use that in the next level. So it will not be as difficult. Um, so hopefully we, we try to uh, balance this well enough so uh, but we are fully prepared to receive criticism that that is uh, perfectly yeah. normal yeah yeah yeah. there's always gonna be that one person who doesn't like the game yeah whether, whether it's yeah. constructive or just you know that one guy you know uh yeah we uh because the game is already out and we have received uh, all different kinds of feedback, um, we have people uh, to say, "Oh, it's too early. Uh, it's it's too it's too easy." Then exactly the same feedback connects to that one saying it's too difficult. <laughs> so this is exactly yeah. what we uh, uh, expected, and uh, but we're really happy that both of them 
um, they they played our game, they experienced the things. So yeah. we, we hopefully, aside from the puzzle experience, they they had experienced something else like the story and stuff. Yeah, to kind of get my perspective of the difficulty of you guys' game, I haven't quite been it yet, but but I hope to like get through this weekend. Uh, I, I'm actually glad it's somewhat like easy because I feel like this is a a point and click adventure game I can get through smoothly without having to look up a guide and I think mm-hmm. that is important being able to uh, complete a game without assistance yes yes we we know that um, there are certain levels uh, most of them towards the end might stuck people um, for for a while and it really depends on different players because there are some players they just determined they want to solve them themselves they refuse to look up any guide and then after after one hour trying they did solve them they did solve the the the, the puzzle but some player um probably they are not used to this kind of game so once they got stuck they will immediately go and look for the guide so they can you know proceed um it's it's very uh, normal because everyone play game differently but for us uh, as long as they enjoy it like rather than um it it doesn't matter to me they um they look up the guide or not but as long as they still willing to continue the game uh that's the most important thing for us so to kind of move to a different topic i i don't know if this is a topic you're Knowledgeable, we'll see. So, how a point do you think marketing is to the success of your game? Oh, very, very important. We are a very small team, so we basically have. If you want to make your game stand out among like thousands of games appear on Steam, almost impossible by not doing any promotion uh, for your game. So we have to think about the marketing side uh, way early. Like when we, when we started the development, we have to already uh, have all our social media ready. Like we have a YouTube channel, we have our Twitter. So we constantly update what are we been doing. So hopefully slowly by, um, uh, by followers increasing that they, they tell other people so okay, look, see these people. They are making a game, and uh, they are also showing us their progress every week. So hopefully, by doing that, we can reach to towards our core players, core audience when the development is finished. So it is a very long, sl- slow process as well. Um, you have to start it as early as possible. Oh yeah! Don't wait for the last minute. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because by then it's already too late. Yeah, yeah. Particularly with Kickstars, I don't know. No, so a lot of people don't do uh, marketing until the Kickstarter launches, if they even do marketing at all. Like a lot of times when I'm looking at a Kickstarter page, I have to like research and track down a social media account for them. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them don't like list the 
social media on their page and some don't even have a social media and i think like social media is like really important for promoting your game it's not like the only tool you should use but it, it, I, I feel it's like one of the tools so uh who manages your like twitter account and stuff like that uh, in the beginning we managed it ourselves so uh but it become like too much of work and very luckily we met um our social media marketing uh director uh george from a gamecom that uh so he offered uh his service so now mostly he and me we taking care of the um the the global side and also we we launched our game in china as well chinese market is is a completely different story the way of marketing yeah, how, how uh, I, I'm curious how does marketing work in China now? Um, the the difference between these two market is that um, Chinese game player they probably more rely on certain channel that is um what do you call that uh well like directly send. Uh, news towards them, like um. Yeah, cause I, cause I was watching a video earlier, and, and I heard like China, they don't really like use uh business cards. They have this like app they use or something like that. Uh yeah, we WeChat. Yeah 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 that. Yeah. So yes, within WeChat, you have like a, a whole um by itself um, social media system or a news system, media system. So if you want to promote your game in China, not only you have to tackle all those traditional social media platforms, you really, really have to um, you know, promote your game uh, specially. So th- we are not very good at that either. So that's why we rely on our Chinese publisher. They are the experts in in doing this so they helped us a lot in promoting our game in china also same as here you need to uh, nowadays like the streamers the youtubers they become one of the main uh window for people for players to to know which new game is out do, because do you... there are thousands of games you, you you don't know so you follow a guy that you really like so whatever game he recommend you get to know it but do you... Because as like a content creator myself, I I wonder if, if like content creators actually like make a difference. Do you think someone covering a game? Do you think that translates to sales or not? It 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 does translate a lot. It it made a huge impact in our uh, Kickstarter campaign. I remember. So we were, as you said, that we should probably do promotion before we started our campaign we, we didn't <laughs> it's because we, we didn't know many things so it's one of the mistakes we made back then so we start to promote our kickstarter campaign after the campaign started and then so the number grows quite slowly and we will be worried about whether we can reach our uh, target or not but you, um, you guys did get funding on kickstarter right yeah, yes yes we, we did one of the one day all of a sudden, um, I don't know whether you know uh, this um, YouTuber or not, Je- Jesse Cox. Oh, yeah, I- I've heard of him. Yeah, he- he's very big. And uh, I think we sent out 1,000 emails <laughs> in-, in one week. 
just to try to reach as much um, YouTuber that likes indie games. So very, very luckily for us, he picked up our demo. He did a little bit of a, you know, like demo play in his channel. And the next day, the, the audience, the number just went boom, went up. We all of a sudden had like 300 people come to our, you know, Kickstarter website and uh, backed our game and uh, they tell their friends. So from that point, the, the campaign just went very smoothly and we reached our target that, before, before the deadline. Yeah, that's my, my goal. That's like the whole reason I do this. I, I want to get to the point where one day where I can just like show off a Kickstarter and, and help it get funded like that. Like that's like my, my dream, I guess. So. Well, that, that would be great. But if we have another game, uh, campaign by then we will come and ask you to give well, us a shout out if, hopefully i've grown a lot more by then we'll see but uh uh so, so i kind of wanted to talk about conventions because i i feel like that that's a good marketing did you feel like demoing your game at conventions helps a lot uh yes and it also depends on which convention you went to um the slightly smaller one well uh, has definitely will have definitely less audience or I mean key audience so you if you have only say one budget for one convention probably you should aim towards the either the biggest one or the one that you know the audience really really dig your game so because we we don't have that much of a budget we have to pick and choose which convention that we can went to so so which can, we, we went to i know you you guys were at pax west were you at that one or was that someone else that they're demoing uh that's uh susie i think she went there okay. she's in toronto so she can cover the like american side okay because i yeah so i i i mainly covers the uh, the european one mm -hmm. and the one in, in london so in London, there's a game conversion called Adventure X. They are uh, specifically focusing on adventure games. I think I've so heard of that. It sounds yeah, cool. It, it's very friendly, and um, and you get to know a lot of developers' friends from that convention. It's it's one of the very very well organized ones. So and it's free. So <laughs> it, it's very good. So I I go there every year uh promote our game once there and uh, the the other time just to go there and you know see developers friends you know helping them promoting their games yeah. another one a very big one we went to last year is gamescom in cologne oh, in I, germany I, I i i would love to go, go to gamescom one of these years that's massive like massive massive, massive hey, yeah I, 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 for half an hour i, I was starting to because <laughs> i didn't realize how big gamescom was until i saw like pictures of it i'm like oh god this is actually huge I, 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 it's, it's crazily big i think the entire gamer from the whole european went there so we we went there last year and i prepared um 300 flyers all finished in the on the first day so we need to be there for four days so i'm really underprepared and um so that's that shows how many people there and our say wish list number grow a lot after the uh, the convention so gamescom definitely give us a very huge exposure so for anyone who have very limited budget if you have 
one or two choice that you should either pick the biggest one or the one you really love. Oh, or maybe find one that's kind of like in between that, maybe. The one in between might sometimes become like not big enough. Oh. Also, too gen genetic. Okay, I didn't think of. Yeah. So, well, it it just, it just my point of view that works for Luna. I don't know about the other game. I think it also depends on what kind of game you are making. Yeah. So you need to do loads of research to see the people who likes to play your game. Which convention do they go to? Then you went to that one. Yeah, because uh, sometimes going to uh, uh, a bigger convention, especially if you want like press to cover your games, sometimes press may not like cover your game. Yeah, that's true. That's true as well. And uh, but think about that in the at least every almost every single uh, press they will went to the big convention. For the small convention, probably they don't even bother to go. So, um, but also like the, the it's it's very difficult to to get hold of press, no matter what kind of convention you you, you go. First of all, you don't know where they are, and then um, so we we had a lot of um, we we did a lot of research on contacting them before we say attend PAX. Uh, pack sometimes they send you a press list. Oh yeah, oh so yeah. It's, it's our I, 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 job. I hear that's like really important because I had a friend who was exhibiting at Pax West, and he didn't like email any of them. He thought they would might just like show up, and he didn't like get any like press co coverage. So. Uh, no. Yeah. You you have to. You not only need to email them. You have to chase them. So if they don't reply your email, you have to probably send them a different email. Say, hello, have you received my email? Do you want to give me an interview? You know, it just um, because they receive millions of e email from all kinds of game. And uh, if you don't uh, pursue, probably they, um, they it will be ignored. Yeah, because I was at uh, PAX West last year. I, I saw, saw you guys' booth. I, I didn't get to like actually play it at the convention because it was like my first Outstate Con, first PAX West. I, I was like just like overwhelmed. I, I wasn't like prepared. So we're, we're not prepared either. <laughs> like, like the whole point of me going was to like network with indies. And I didn't even realize even the booths and like the indie mega booths would be crowded and stuff and i really wanted that like one-on-one -on -one conversations and it was hard to do that pax west and i just, you know with anxiety and being social awkward you know i i wasn't as prepared as i could have been but i i'm going to be more prepared this year so yes yes you will be and i i believe that the press uh the, the developer there would love to talk to any individual or any press well I, i'm not press yeah because the last I mean, year, it, 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 it doesn't matter. Just you know, get in and grab them and and talk to them. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll have like a cameraman by then. I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to figure out if I do do like video interviews at PAX, like how to like record that and stuff. I, I'm like a one man team, so you know. 
Oh yeah, it, it it could be it could be a bit difficult, but um, if you get hold of any uh, developers, because usually they were there more than one day, mm-hmm. so if on the first day it's too crowded that you you didn't get to speak to any of them, you can always leave them a card and say say next few days can we arrange you know an interview or something. Yeah. yeah. So 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 uh, do do you think you guys will ever? Go to GDC, or do you think that's too big of an event for you guys? Oh, uh, we are actually not us, but our uh, publisher is gonna take uh, our game to GDC this year. I oh. think we went last year as well. Oh, cool! Because I'll actually be at GDC next month. It's going to be my first GDC, and I'm kind of nervous, man. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, I probably I can tell you our booth number. Um. I don't know whether Susie will have the chance to be there because she is waiting for a visa um, huh. to go to America. So, but our publisher will be there definitely. And uh, if you if you like to, you can you can talk to him. Okay. And hopefully in the future, that when when we like probably not this year, next year. Um, we can, you know, uh, go to go to GDC again because it's always worth to uh, promote your game even after your game was launched. Yeah, yeah, and GDC can be a very expensive event to go to. Yes, that that's why we can only rely on our publisher individually applying for GDC. Uh, it's almost impossible. It's too yeah. expensive. Yeah, that's why I'm just. Going um the expo pass, which is like I think I paid like two fifty for for that. So, but oh yeah, if it, it, for it, developer, if you need to book a booth, that's at least like um one thousand dollar. Really? Yeah, start <laughs> minimum. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I I I, I, too much. I get it's San Francisco, but I don't know. Do they really need to charge that much? I, I don't know. I I I don't know like how much it actually like costs to like host it at the convention center. But uh, I I don't know. But I I understand that um, it is the uh, the organizer have to spend a lot of um extra prepare for your stand and everything. They have to make sure the equipment is right. Your poster is printed right size and. Uh, loads of other things and plus that's only the um the booth fee if you go there you have to book hotel you have to you know pay mm-hmm. for your travel so that's other another especially if you're international yeah you have to fly and it's it's yeah it, it is really expensive so uh to go back to the you to uh stuff uh you said you you guys have a uh youtube channel right yes uh so what kind of like content do you produce for that youtube channel we um we have like interview series like we talk about um behind the production story uh me and susie we talk about the art story behind it and how we compose music so just to uh, some extra information for the players to to watch uh, aside from the game. Other than that, it's just something quite standard. Like we have our trailer there, and uh, we have gameplay demo, something like this. Um, 
that it's just another platform for us to promote our game and host our videos. And uh, have you guys considered, uh, or have you guys done like a weekly devlog or no? Uh, we do. We have no weekly. Uh, it's too much of a work. Yeah, we do uh, like a monthly. Okay, monthly. Monthly devlog on our website. So for anyone who interested in uh anything behind the develop uh side, they can go to our website. We well, have a blog there. Well, I, I was talking about for YouTube because I know a lot of developers do do the devlogs, and it seems like devlogs do decently well on YouTube. Okay. Um. Yes, I think different developer they choose different way to record their pro progress, and I I'm a bit camera shy. Yeah. And uh, so. Well, well, you don't necessarily I, I... have to use a camera. I love them to just record a like voice over. Oh yeah. Over. That 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 can do. Well, one of the thing is we because of our Kickstarter campaign, we promised our backer that we will do. Uh, update every month and mm. that has to be um, done in a post form so it has okay. to be written okay so after we've done that we don't have any other time <laughs> to to do a video log anymore so so that's why we decide just to keep them text form okay I get that <clears throat> so, so, so uh, <clears throat> I, I, I know I uh, since you work with content creators, uh, you, your game is on sites like uh, Indieviews and stuff like that. So, so when you put your game on sites like Indieviews or Keymailer or some of those other key sites, how do you guys decide which content creators to give, give keys to? Uh, we have the team and our developer doing uh, the same job. So our developer, uh, no, our, our publisher, our publisher definitely has more experience of choosing the right uh, content creator for us. But also individually, if we personally really like someone's channel and we like the way they talk about uh, games, we will individually contact them and just asking, are you interested in, in our game? Um, yeah, so we, so we, we will see, we will check that the content of um, the YouTuber's channel, whether it fits in our genre. Like we were looking for someone who loves indie game, someone like puzzle, adventure game. Say if the guy's um, video is all uh, MMO game, probably he will not be that interested in our game. Well, it's, it's not that... He... They probably wouldn't be interested. They might have like interest in other games, but it's more about would the audience be interested in that? Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's true. That's like the bigger concern because <clears throat> I I like other games besides indies like MMOs and stuff like that. But I I don't know if like my audience would actually like enjoy that. So I, th th that's why I don't cover it. Even though I I would love to cover like MMOs on the channel. It's just the, the audience might not respond to it that well. Yeah, that's true. They have to consider their audience as well. Yeah. So, this is a kind of similar, and this can be kind of a touchy subject. So, if you don't want to answer this question, you don't have to. But uh, does key reselling ever a concern to you? 
people who like resell game keys and stuff like that? Um, it's we definitely would like the keys that to go straight to our player rather than being resold. But we cannot stop certain people doing that because it's it just it just the the market. You you always have a screw small a uh, small group of people that resell the key. But we are trying to prevent this as much as we can by working with our publisher yeah. that we we as a team we don't have that many free key to give away ourselves. So and we, yeah. we we don't generate that many keys. Uh we we, we only we will have a list to see how many people, how many press we want to give them the key. And then once we give away all those keys that we don't just have like free keys lying around. Occasionally we give keys to our say uh, audience through our social media channel. Mm -hmm. Like they've been following us for a long time. They are really interested in our game. So occasionally we, we give free keys away. But we don't. Yeah, it's it, it's tricky. But you can't stop people reselling your key, isn't it? Yeah, I I I, I don't know if <clears throat> if there's like a good system for it. Maybe one day that there actually would be a better system for like a used digital game market could potentially work in the future but i feel like right now we don't have the infrastructure for you know no and and also the minute your game is online uh the risk of pirating is already there so no matter which platform you upload your game gog or you know steam mm -hmm. um you by the next day you you need to be prepared that a pirate copy of your game is there yeah so, and, and you can't get like paranoid about either what you have to do is like give players the reasons give them a reason not to pirate you know yes, make exactly. it make a good game and don't like make bad business decisions that that just makes players want pirate your content yeah and if we find that uh the link of our pirated game and uh, we can always you know report to the to the website so they will they will have to take it taken it down if we report but uh, oh, every now and then you you will you will have people uh pirating your game it's um um it's ha it's happening to everyone so not not just us yeah, but it can especially hurt like indies more more than it's yes, gonna yes. hurt like a triple A company. So yeah, so more that the lessons, kids, don't pirate and don't do drugs. Yeah, don't 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 pirate. <laughs> yes. Uh, so one the last couple of questions. So if anyone's like uh watching, get your questions ready uh to ask our developer. So. The last couple of questions that I have. So, uh, where would you like to, to, to see your game and your career in, in the next couple of years? Um, I don't really know because the the, the reason we make Luna is kind of a happy coincidence that we didn't plan to make a game like this or plan to form a, a studio to make a game, but 
it, this experience of making this game is, is really fun and uh, really special. So um, if we ever gonna make another game, um, it's gonna under the um, well. First of all, we need to make sure we have a good story. That there will there needs to be a really good reason for us to to make a new game. We don't want to just simply because of oh this game gets popular and we want to make uh like another version of this. It's um not gonna be something we would like to do. And also, we have been spending a lot of time working on this game. So probably we're going to take a little bit break first. And uh, during those breaks, uh, life goes on. But uh, when you live normally, you will have new experience. So based on those new experience and something we learned, probably we're going to make um, a different game. Because, you know, when you're in teenage, you want to, there are certain things you like. But when you grow slightly elder, you want to, you, you, you have different expression that you want to show towards the world. So the next game, if we ever going to make a new game, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be a similar game to this, probably something quite different, but uh, we, we don't know that yet. And, uh, and let's see. Uh, say that again. Uh, I'm saying like uh, we don't have like a set plan okay. for what we're gonna do next, but we open open up to any possibility. If we have a good idea one day and we feel the idea is strong enough, so probably we we will make that into a game, and uh, may, maybe not probably even a game. We will see what was the best media for that. If the best media is a graphic novel, probably we can make a graphic novel, comic. We don't know. Or maybe an animated film. Uh, yeah, I will definitely need a lot more people next time <laughs> helping me on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do this all by myself, I guess. Come on, it would only take you 20, 30 years. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yeah, when I uh, walked into my retirement plan. <laughs> so, to kind of like cut this off. Do you have any wisdom, advice, anything you would like to tell uh, aspiring game developers, particularly indie developers? Oh, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think this is wisdom, but it just some something that we experienced, and I think that helped us a lot. Um, thing is that I know lots of people; they they had a good idea and they want to start, but they forever. Uh, pausing on that thinking process that you you try to think or prepare every single situation or every challenge um, but then you never take action so I think my uh, advice will be don't think too much you know just, just just start to do do something because the game the project will become so big and so complicated from your original idea that there's no way you can thought about every perspective in the very beginning. So uh, no point spending time trying to, you know, sort things through. But if you start working on something, even your idea is very vague and uh, not matured or complete uh, com to, to start with that it doesn't matter just just start doing something because once you've written down your first code your first line of code made your first 
character design, you have something solid. Then you can based on these two things progress to the next step. Then you can make your second character or like make the animation of your first character, write your second line of code. So based on every single thing you learned yesterday, you you have a new to do list based on that. But if you think about okay, I need to sort about this. Say our game has like thousands of lines of code. If you mentally start to thinking, okay, I'm gonna design a game has twenty minutes of animation, as、uh, one three thousand lines of code. This will be something too daunting to for anyone to even start with. That that we cannot finish a game by thinking like that. So that will be my advice: just don't think too much and、uh, just start doing something rather small, something very very tiny, like create a folder, name your game, you know, write some dialogue down.、Um, it doesn't it doesn't have to be constructive or or perfect because all of this will change in the future. Yeah, like that's like my, my like the biggest problem. I always have all these ideas. I don't know where to start or how to do them, and I'm always coming up with excuses. Like I'm pretty good at coming up with an excuse why I can't do something, and it's like <laughs> it's like like it's impressive. Like it's. I imp- think every, everyone does that at at some point. Uh, but one of the reason is that we,、uh, it, it's something quite quite funny that because we we had the pressure from our backer that we promised them something and we took their money, so it's the pressure is so high for us to come up with excuses of not not doing it. So sometimes this kind of pressure is good,、um, and also don't think about too much. Because most of the thing we worry about in the end、um, didn't even get to become the real problem that we have to worry about. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so, do you have anything else you want to add before we end this? Um, I don't know who's gonna uh listen to this podcast in the future, but if anyone listened. And they know me. They know London Studio. That、um, I will. I really appreciate everyone's help and support along the way.、Uh, without supporting like this, this game can never be done. And also, people like you interviewed us, interested in our game. Thank you very much.、Uh, I would love to be back on the show in the future if there's any topic you 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 guys like to you know share. So yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, and、uh, what can they?、Uh... Check you guys out. Check your game out. What 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 are your uh information and all that stuff? Yeah. So for everyone who interested in uh trying our game, Luna the Shadow Dust, you can find us on Steam. You can find us on GOG dot com, a Humble Store, Mac App Store, and the Windows Store at the moment. And we have our game available for Windows, Mac, and Linux. So we kind of covers all kind of computer.、Uh, also, in the near future, we are thinking to porting our game onto Nintendo Switch,、Ooh. and、uh, probably try to cover mobile platform as well. So it will be cool to play this game on iPad. We think. Yeah, that would、so, be pretty cool. Yeah, so you can just 
Google Lantern Studio or Luna the Shadow Dust, you, you should be able to find all our social media channels. Follow whichever one suits you, and we, we usually update everything across the whole channel. Cool. So, <clears throat> hope you guys have enjoyed this interview. Uh, and this has uh, been the Nano's Indie Cafe. We, we, we discuss and promote various indie games and indie projects. We try to highlight indies and get them more exposure. So, so come by and, and drop by sometime and talk about your own project and stuff. And we do this Wednesday, Friday around 2 p.m. Arizona time at twitch.tv slash now here. And I'll see you guys on the next episode, podcast episode.